0: You're listening to Selfish the Podcast. This is the place where we make much ado about you. I'm your host, Allie Martin. Thanks for joining me. Bree Seely's energy is contagious. I think of that saying that you are the five people you surround yourself with. Well, in this case, I need Bree around a lot more. Thanks so much for talking with me today, Brie. Hi, thanks for having me. So first, tell us about yourself.
1: So I am an entrepreneur, a coach, a speaker, an author, a podcast host myself. Um, But my essence, like everything about me, boils down to supporting women in turning their ideas into realities. And so I work with visionaries who have this great concept, this great idea of like, one, either I want to do this thing for my life or two, I want to create this thing in the world. Like I want to become an entrepreneur and, and, you know, create this awesome thing to help move humanity forward. And a lot of my women come to me knowing, you know, knowing exactly where they are and knowing exactly what they want, but not knowing what that middle part is like, okay, well, how do I go from being where I am to being where I want to be? And so I help, I help women basically do that exact process. I help them turn ideas or essentially energy into reality, into physicality.
0: So you're also the author behind Permission to Leap. So talk to us about how that came about and then what that actually means to you.
1: So permission to leap came about actually. It started through meditation. I was meditating uh, January of last year, 2017, and got this really clear. You're writing a book this year, and I was like, Oh, really? Tell me more. Like what? What am I? <laughs> what am I writing about? Um, as you and I were just briefly discussing before we started recording, I'm very much led and guided by the universe, by mm. something bigger than me. And so when yes. I hear a message like that, I'm like, great, I'm in. What do you need me to do? Where do you need me to be? Like, show me all the things. And I am a glad, like willing participant in this process, as long as I have the guidance. And so the guidance came. And then I started showing up every week, I would take notes and journal and brain dump. And by the time that May rolled around, I really had a clear idea about what I would be focusing on. And the, it was this exact thing where I saw that women really, really, really want to say yes to that thing inside of them, but they're terrified and they have no idea how to say yes to something that they can't see and that they can't touch. Yes. And so permission to leap is really about, you know, yes, me giving women permission, but in the end, them giving themselves permission to trust themselves and trust the universe so deeply that they can't not say yes mm. to that thing that's inside of them begging to come out.
0: And something that I love that you say, um, you're motivated by the deeply held belief that everyone deserves to live a life that inspires them. Tell us why this is.
1: So we are surrounded, we are inundated by messaging everywhere, coming from every angle that we don't deserve, that we're not worthy especially as women. We're not beautiful. We're not enough. And I say that's complete and absolute BS. The fact that we are here alive in this moment, regardless of anything that's happened to us in the past, we deserve to create what it is that we desire. You should not be living someone else's life. You know, if your parents think you should be living a certain way or you know, if your, your society or your culture tells you you should be living a different way, no, what do you want? What inspires you? What makes you want to get out of bed every single day with a smile on your face and love in your heart to be able to go out into the world and be a happy, healthy, functioning human that like can actually do big things in the world mm. or even do things like just impacting your community, like whatever that thing is within you if it's being a great mom if it's being a great entrepreneur if it's being you know a member of your community if it's joining the political system and really bringing change to that like whatever that thing is within you you deserve to live it it's in you for a reason the universe would never gift you something and say oh my gosh this thing's so cool ps it could never happen for you No, the fact that it exists within you means that it's possible for you. But we get so um, overwhelmed by this idea of not being able to see it, not being able to see the full path, not being able to know what it's going to look like when we actually say yes, that we just keep ourselves, well, this is what I can see in my life right now, and it's comfortable, so I'll just stay here.
0: So that's a great point. So If I'm one of those individuals working with you and I say to you, I don't know what inspires me. I haven't figured out what the universe has gifted me to do something with it. What advice would you give
1: to that person? My advice would be, yes, you do. (laughs) So we oftentimes like I think that this is really where a lot of women get into like perfection paralysis or we we, we just don't allow ourselves to really truly hear or trust our intuition. You know what makes you happy. You know. Whether or not you want to look at it is another story. Whether or not you want to trust in that being possible for you is another story. But you know. You know what makes you feel good. You know what lights you up. You know what makes you want to get out of bed in the morning. Hmm. The, the difference is, you know, if you think that you don't know, you're probably telling a story of, oh, well, I could never make money from that or, oh, well, that's not actually really possible for me mm-hmm. or, you know, it's, it's all those things. Most people know what feels good and what doesn't feel good. And even if you only start by knowing what doesn't feel good, you can turn that into what does feel good.
0: We have to get over all the excuses we've made up for ourselves.
1: Yes, one of my mentors, in fact, the guy that wrote the foreword to my book, Naveen, always says, he says, when you say that something is impossible, that thing instantaneously becomes impossible, but only for you. It does not become impossible for anyone else in the world. It only becomes impossible for you. So by you saying that something is impossible, the only harm it's doing is to you, Mm -hmm. So why not believe in the possibility of it? So this is a guy that he moved to America from India, very young age. I think he had like $7 to his name. He's now become a multimillionaire a few different times. He like became a multimillionaire, lost it all, did it again. Like, and now he's, he's going to the moon. He has a company. It is the only private company in the United States that has permission from NASA to leave the earth's orbit. Whoa. Yeah. And this is a guy that came to America with $7 in his pocket. So if you're telling me that something's (laughs) impossible for you, I am going to look back at you and say, that's BS. Yeah, totally. The only thing that's making it impossible is the story that you're telling about it being impossible.
0: So can you give us an example of someone you have worked with before that they've now given themselves permission to leap and have succeeded?
1: Yeah, last year, I had this phenomenal woman in one of my uh, courses, one of my trainings. And she came to me, she gave herself a self-imposed gap year. And so she had never taken a lot of countries, they take a year off after college, or after high school, in between college or something, they give themselves a year off. She never did that. So at, you know, mid 40s, she decided she was going to voluntarily quit her job and give herself a gap year. And during that year, she decided she was going to go back to school, which she did. And then she met me and, decided, and realized that in order for her to create what it was that she wanted in her life, which was she wanted the same pay she was making before, she wanted to work half the hours, she wanted to be able to be home with her daughter, and really cultivate a great relationship with her daughter and her husband, like all these things. And she came to me and worked with me for six months in my group training, and messaged me actually last month to tell me that she got her dream job offer. And it was because she gave herself permission to want what she wanted without thinking that it was impossible. And granted, she had moments, right? Like we all still have moments where we're like, oh my gosh, am I nuts? Am I crazy? Mm -hmm. Mm Like maybe this thing that I'm going after, like maybe it's actually not going to happen for me, but she stuck with it. And between, we started working together, I believe in July So between July and February, she created the exact thing that she wanted in the world. And the first step was giving herself permission and saying, this is possible for me and I'm going to create it. Very cool.
0: So you've appeared on the Today Show, in Forbes, Thrive Global, Inc., Medium, PBS, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Did you know your were message was going to resonate so well with other people?
1: You know, I didn't. And I think it's only been recently that I've really realized why people, like why women are drawn to me. Um, And that is that I, you know, I've been studying spirituality. I've been studying universal laws. I've been studying all these things for about a decade. And I think the thing that is different between me and a lot of the like spiritual teachers out there in the world is that I joke, right? Like I joke that I speak muggle. If you've read Harry Potter (laughs) at all, I'm like, I don't speak super high vibe spiritual in super like esoteric and like really flowery, like conceptual ways. I'm a Midwesterner. I grew up in small town, Minnesota, I am also a quintuple Taurus. I'm very tangible. I'm very grounded. And I take spiritual concepts and I make them approachable to people that maybe wouldn't resonate with someone that's speaking in super flowery, like flowy, esoteric, you know, mm. energy and words. So I, I'm finally kind of realizing why why people are drawn to me and that's that they get me. I was when I was just on a show up in Seattle called, um, new day Northwest. And as I walked off the set, the security guard was there and he was an older man and he came up to me and he looked me in the eye and he said, we get you. We need more of you in the world. Like Mm -hmm. we, we get you. And I was like, Oh, right. I talk to the people that don't know this stuff, but that Mm -hmm. need to know this stuff. And so I speak to a broader audience, whereas, you know, a lot of the spiritual high vibe people speak in such unapproachable and ungrounded ways that the majority, especially, I would say, of the middle of the country, just it's not it, they don't they don't resonate with it.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Brie, what is something we can do today that can get us closer to that goal, to that dream or that inspiration we have?
1: So one thing I would say is if you already know what your goals and dreams are, the, the way that I approach this and the way I, I teach my clients to approach this is from this, this saying, right? So I'll ask you, how do you eat an elephant?
0: One bite at a time.
1: Exactly. Good answer. <laughs> Good answer. So I like to chunk my goals and dreams down because so like, for example, right now, I am looking at building a million dollar business. And if I look at that compared to where I am right now, I'm like, oh, man, that is a big chasm. Like, that is a big chasm. How the hell am I going to jump across that chasm? That is a big chasm. But if I break that down into, okay, but if I'm looking at that from a year perspective, then what does that mean for this quarter? And if I'm looking at that from a quarter perspective, what does that mean for this month and this week? And what does that mean for today? So you you take that big dream or goal that you have and you really chunk it down into manageable things. And this also helps too, especially for entrepreneurs, waking up every morning, there's no manual, there's no guidebook, there's no go do this today at work. You have to figure it out for yourself. And so if you're using that big picture and chunking it down into smaller manageable bites, then you know that the bite you're taking today is directly impacting your year goal yes. and that the actions you're taking today are directly making an impact on that thing that you're creating for the year. Yes. I have.
0: Brie, what are your favorite ways to be selfish?
1: Mm, that is a great question. I love um, massages, uh, which I know is such a quote unquote stereotypical self-help Or, sorry, self love thing. But um, for me, there's something about allowing myself to receive that kind of attention and support. Um, And especially from my massage therapist, who I'm really sad to be leaving because I'm moving out of LA. Um, But there's something about being in that stillness and allowing myself to receive the expertise and the support of another person to really help me be at my physical best. that just, it grounds me, it gets me into my body, it fills up my heart, it makes me calmer, it makes me less, (laughs) less crabby at the world around Mm me. And uh, just really, really allows me to kind of fill my cups so that I can go out and fill other people's.
0: Well, and I think it's so such a stereotypical response, because so many people do connect with that receiving that energy. Um, Yeah. And it, it really is hard to give yourself a break for an hour in a day, which is crazy to say out loud, but it's hard. And so once you do it, you feel, uh, gratified for doing that. And also, you know, proud of yourself for allowing, um, your, your mind and your body to take a break for that time. So,
1: yeah. And the thing, the thing I've realized too, is that, you know, especially as entrepreneurs and we're in this stupid hustle culture right now, which I just, that's a whole nother soapbox that we will not discuss today, (laughs) but like, we're taught that we have to like be working all the time and we have to be killing it and crushing it and putting in 18 to 20 hour days and like all these things. And so people are almost conditioned out of taking care of themselves. And my thing is like, if you're especially if you're an entrepreneur, or if you're a mom, or if you're caring for anyone else in any way, shape or form, you have to first care for yourself. You have to because Mm -hmm. if you're running on empty, you are not giving from a place of fullness. And then you you really truly cannot give someone something that you do not have. Mm -hmm. And if you're not taking care of yourself, one, your business isn't going to be around, because you're not going to be around, you know, like, so I've, I've really made a priority of, you know, regular massages. And luckily, my massage therapist harasses me all the time. <laughs> it's been a while, Brie. Time for a massage. I do Reiki. I, do, I see yes. energy healers. I, you know, I really, truly take care of myself because I know that if I'm not taking care of myself, I can't go out and do my work in the world. And as I say in my book to all my clients and to myself every day, the world needs you.
0: Is there anything you wish you could be doing more?
1: I, right now, my biggest opportunity in life is I'm learning how to have fun for the first time in my Mm. life. And I know that sounds silly because I'm turning 35 next month, but I had to grow up at a very young age. Like at the age of four, I was having to figure out how to feed myself and take care of myself. Mm. And I have never really been able to be carefree and just have fun. And so, one of the things that I'm really trying on doing more of, although it is definitely an effort at this point, it does not come naturally to me, is having fun. Mm.
0: That's such a great one. Yeah. I mean, the answer I typically hear is, you know, want to travel more, sleep more. But what a like aspect we could have on our life if we just tried to have a little bit more fun. Yeah. That's a great one.
1: Things like traveling—that's fun to me. Like I'm—I'm, I'm, yes. you know, I'm really excited. I have a lot of travel coming up in the next few months, and that's really fun to me. You know, I—I'm—I tend to be a little bit more of a mellow fun haver. Like reading a book that's not self-help inspired is very fun to me, and I'm trying to do that more often. Like just little things. I, I try to take more walks around the city and enjoy the people around me and the sunshine and i don't know it's it can be really really simple but um yeah i'm actually going uh in la there's a lake and they have these paddle boats so you sit in these boats and you like use your feet to paddle Uh and a girlfriend of mine and i are going to do it in two and a half weeks and i'm really excited they just switched the boats out and the new boats are swan boats oh my gosh I am so excited we are gonna go (laughs) paddle boating and in swans and it is gonna be so much fun
0: (laughs) I love that (laughs) so Brie what's next for you
1: So uh, a few things. One, I'm going to be reopening my six-month training, which I'm very excited about. I am moving back to Minneapolis, which I never, ever, ever thought those words would ever come out of my mouth ever (laughs) again. Um, I haven't lived there since I was 20. And I'm going back to just, it's just for a few months to be with family. And then from there, I'll be relocating to New York um my second book has started coming to me, so I'm working on the book proposal for that. Um all sorts of stuff. It
0: sounds like it. Yeah. Well, I just love your energy and I'm so glad that we got a chance to talk because what a good reminder to give ourselves permission to leap. So, thank you so much for talking with us today. Thank you. You've been listening to Selfish. You can find show notes on selfishthepodcast.com. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend about Selfish and make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.